0: Hello and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. This week on Writing the Coast, we are taking a short one-week break from chatting with the winners and finalists of the book prizes to chat with someone who also works in books in British Columbia, but has a bit of a different role. Here she is to introduce herself.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Matea Kulich. I'm the executive director of the Association of Book Publishers of BC. Uh, I live in Vancouver on uh, traditional ancestral Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territory with my family, including my four-year-old daughter.
0: In my conversation with Matea, we talk about the importance of regional publishers and what BC publishers offer in the Canadian book and publishing landscape. She also talks about what she's excited about for 2023. Here's my conversation with Matea Kulich. I have a silly icebreaker question. Uh, I, I change it up every season. And this season, my question is, if you could read only one book or watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be and why?
1: Um, okay, well, I hope the BC publishers aren't going to be upset with me, but <laughs> um, I, I have to choose for this one because it's a bit of a cheat. It's the Neapolitan novels by Elena Ferrante, because just like many readers, I was, you know, blown away by that series and the kind of just the story that she weaves together of a, of a friendship between two young girls that spans 60 years, actually. And so the reason I cho- choose it is because you would I think you would get the whole series. So you should get three books and it's like a three in one and the show goes with it which is an amazing uh show set in naples it's in italian um and has subtitles and i think the fourth season is coming out in february and that's when i will renew my crave subscription for another (laughs) couple months to watch it Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So you mentioned that you're the executive director of the Association of Book Publishers of British Columbia. Can you tell me a little bit about what the association does and the work that it does?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. So the association was created in 1974. It's a trade association that represents BC Book Publishers. And the idea is really to advocate for the health of the sector to support um, our regional publishing industry, which is mostly made up of small to medium sized independent publishers operating here, BC owned and controlled. And uh, so, what we do is we advocate to to government and, and funders and industry partners for the health of the sector. We provide professional development opportunities for publishers. Um, we have a few public campaigns, which hopefully your listeners will be familiar with, such as our annual Poetry in Transit program. So that puts uh, writers, uh, BC Transit writers, um, in front of poetry by BC authors. And as well, our Read Local BC campaign is a, a campaign to bring sort of the recent offerings of BC publishers to broader audiences. So it has our BC bestseller list, has a meet your bookseller profile, um, publisher profiles, and and does special interviews with authors for things like National Poetry Month.
0: And you're, you're still somewhat new to the role. Is it you've been executive director for just under a year now? Is that right?
1: Yeah, I started in April of, of this year. Okay.
0: And so what drew you to working with the association?
1: Yeah, well, I, I come from um, uh, actually a magazine publisher where I worked for the past six years, but have been just like a, like a part of the um, Vancouver literary community for quite some time. I'm a graduate of the Writer studio at SFU. And I think I've just always been drawn to our kind of West Coast literary scene. It's just really, really exciting um, publishing and and literary community. There's a lot of really innovative experimental things going on and I think it really started for me by just sort of going to readings and uh, listening to the work of authors, meeting sort of small literary publishers, magazine publishers, book publishers, and just really wanting to be part of that community. And, you know, as I sort of have gone down my um, career path, I've just also seen that it's, um, you know, an industry that needs a lot of support and that often also occurs sort of like behind closed doors I guess a lot of people don't really have a full sense of how books are made or how you know the, the publishers that are operating in their own community so I think it was just a attraction for me to sort of um yeah be part of an organization that's supporting that transparency and helping people connect with their with their publisher and their literary community in their in their uh, local setting
0: yeah What excites you about books being written and published in BC?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned the experimentation. So really, like, where I got my footing was in the experimental poetry community, which is really in the, like, West Coast has a really strong tradition here. Um, I think there's this really, like, I think of books like the Raincoast Chronicles from Harbor Publishing, and a lot of The books that just, you know, people think of the books you kind of get on the BC ferries as you're heading to the islands or up coast or something, and you want to just hear a really good regional story. So there's a really kind of like place based focus, which I think it's really exciting when you open a book and you see places named that you that you recognize that you have a relationship with. And I think the other exciting thing that's happening in B.C. is just, you know, we are a, a province that is is a fully on un, unceded Indigenous territory. And I think there is a real awareness of that and the, the recognition of the importance of Indigenous stories here. And so I think maybe um, a little bit more than other regions, I think that's been the focus in B.C. at least for a few decades. And so I think there's just an incredible offering of Indigenous stories being published. And we're also home to actually the oldest Indigenous publishing house in in Canada, which is called Thetis Books, and it's located in the Okanagan.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, there's so much exciting stuff happening too, but I mean, publishing is, especially independent and small publishing, is... There are so many challenges and uh, it's it seems like it's something that we're continuing to talk about even this year as um, there was, you know, a move to for the big five to become like the big three at this point, it oh. feels like. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the biggest challenges facing uh, BC book publishers right now?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, the consolidation that you mentioned is, is definitely a big issue. And of course, we see with things like Amazon, you know, it's just really hard for the small business to compete with something like, you know, totally free shipping, and um, they're also they're also pressured to offer discounts to those kind of accounts to things like Amazon. So, definitely, that consolidation in the market is is a big concern. Um, I think in the past couple of years, some of the biggest concerns that have kind of come out of this pandemic is just the the cost of paper has just skyrocketed it's sort of tripled and quadrupled in certain cases so you know over the pandemic all the pulp mills really turned towards producing cardboard uh, because we were ordering so many things online as consumers and so that pushed the price of paper up then we've all heard of the sort of supply chain issues and the shipping delays and um, you know the cost of shipping so for for a small publisher you might go on their website and you see that the book is like eighteen ninety five, but then the Canada parcel rate, you know, for Canada Post to ship something is also almost twenty dollars, and so that, you know, that informs a consumer's decision to potentially not, you know, not buy that book directly from the publisher, even though of course that would, you know, support the publisher much more directly. So I think as much as as folks can to to buy their their books even from uh, you know chapters, but also their local local bookstore. And uh, to support publishers, and to understand that those are those are just the shipping costs of Canada Post—that they're not trying to sort of you know raise the rates, but that's just really the that's the cost of shipping right now. Yeah,
0: it's interesting to me because d- despite all the challenges, I also see like so many publishers doing things that are innovative and exciting like even just in the past week I saw Arsenal Pulp did like um five recommended titles based on your horoscope sign and I was like that's you know you don't see that from a Simon and Schuster or Penguin Random House and I think um you know all the presses it seems like they have small presses have a personality that perhaps is missing with the big houses
1: yes absolutely I saw that too and I love that uh that series on Instagram from Arsenal. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think they can put on, you know, just the events that um, I saw recently, um, Massey Books and Talon Books partnered to to reprint a really important um, historical book, Conversations with Catsalano and, you know, co-organized a lot. And so there's a lot of that kind of crossover between, you know, even BC and Yukon Book Prizes, but, you know, Vancouver Writers Fest and Word on the Street, but just partnering with a local bookstore, or a local publisher. So I think, there is a lot of innovation and collaboration happening to, yeah, bring people really exciting content and in new ways, for sure.
0: Yeah. And you and I are obviously maybe a bit more, we know about BC book publishing and what that looks like, but there's lots of folks who maybe don't know um, about the publishing scene in the province. And what things do you think those people should know about books being published in BC that they maybe don't know?
1: I think, I think just the the diversity and the range, you know, you have someone like Touchwood Editions, uh, putting out um, cookbooks, but also, you know, recently acclaimed All the Quiet Places. Um, so they, they have their own imprints. I'm thinking of um, Caitlin Press having Dagger Editions, which is focused on LGBTQ plus titles. Orca books, a children's publisher, you know, they just there is just really such a diversity of the kinds of books that are being made. So I think just what I would say is just get to know your, um, yeah, get to know your local publisher, check out our, our member directory on our um, association website, our, our website's going to be rehauled this year. So we're hoping to kind of, you know, make those profiles a little more exciting. So we can actually share with folks a little bit more about what each publisher does right now, it kind of just links you to their website. But yeah, I think really what's exciting is just the range of of um, literary production that's coming out of our province. And given our size, it's actually we're the second um, largest English language publishing region in Canada. So there's just it's a really exciting community here.
0: Yeah, I think people are always surprised, too, when when you tell them what books are being published in in bc uh publishing houses i i think people don't really have any idea what kind of books are are coming out here because they just see the title on a on a awards list or bestsellers list and it kind of they don't realize the the industry that exists here i guess is what i was Mm. gonna say yeah
1: yes absolutely
0: um i mean it, this kind of goes to what we were just talking about but there's there's still a sense uh, I, that publishing happens in toronto and that's kind of the center and to be part of publishing or to be a su- successful writer um it's better to be located in toronto or ontario i wondered what your feelings were on those ideas
1: <laughs> well i guess my first reaction is boo thumbs down <laughs> but um i guess for a more professional response i mean I think you know it. It kind of reminds me of the the thinking that you have to move to New York to be an artist, you know. And I think that's it's almost a little bit of a, a cliche now. And so, I think just you know everybody has their own path. So I'm not definitely not going to give advice if you want to move to Toronto and that's to become a writer and and get published by all means. But I think just yeah, give. I think the the publishing scene and in you know Montreal, Vancouver, even Saskatoon. The Atlantic provinces, actually, there are publishing communities all across the country. And um, I think what's important is really to get to know your um, your people in your literary community, because that those are going to be the people who are supporting you through this process. And it is it is quite like a, an ecology, you know, that's comprised of literary magazines and readings. And you don't kind of just come out of nowhere and publish your first book uh, by submitting a manuscript. So, I think it's it's a lot more about just being where you are and, and making the connections with, with where you're located and where you want to be.
0: Yeah. I was wondering what you're looking forward to in 2023 when it comes to books and publishing in the province.
1: Yeah, well, we were talking a lot in our conversation about some of the sort of, you know, adaptations over the pandemic that publishers and, and all of us have had to, to do. So I think, you know, we've seen a lot of things go online over the pandemic, a lot of virtual offerings. And now, you know, in this, in this last kind of fall literary season, we had those in-person events again, and you could really feel the excitement, like the launches that I went to the literary events I went to people were masked. um, But there was this real palpable excitement of just sort of getting to be in a room again with an author face-to-face to see them for their book launch. And so, you know, my hope is that we will, continue to see that kind of in-person opportunity be there because it's such a good way to connect. Uh, But then also, you know, we also learned a lot from the pandemic of, you know, just how we're doing this podcast right now, recording it over this, over zoom and it it does offer so many opportunities. And so I think we are just going to continue to see that kind of innovation where people, you know, might get to see an in-person event and then see it, you know, see a recording afterwards And I'm all for that kind of, you know, hybrid opportunity. I think it gets a lot more people listening and tuning in. It's, of course, a lot more accessible for folks in in rural areas who might not have access to events in in a big city, you know, location. So I think that that's exciting for me in 2023, just to see how we're just on this path of evolution right now and how, you know, things are just going to continue evolving That was Matea Coolidge.
0: Matea is the Executive Director of the Association of Book Publishers of BC. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcyukonbookprizes.com. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Next time on Writing the Coast, I talk to Iona Wishaw about her book, A Lethal Lesson. A Lethal Lesson was a finalist for the 2022 Bill Duthie Bookseller's Choice Award. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.